Slice Audio. All right, it's time for Citizens Arrest. That sucked. It did? You got to get after it. You, you need to get on the microphone. You can't, you can't be like, Citizens Arrest. Well, you, you do it like, then. Citizens Arrest. All right, all right. Get in there. <laughs> That's yeah. how you do it. You're acting like it's Monday or something. <laughs> We're back. It's been a while. We went on a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays. Yeah. No, it's good to be back. Yeah. We've got a special guest in here today. Yep. Of course, Amy Rose, Brandon Jones. We've got Summer Stones here. We've got Brenda Medina. Special guest, Brandon Thompson from the K9 unit, filling in for Kevin Mosier. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. That's awesome. Thank We're you. glad you're here. You didn't bring your dog, though, so. I did not. He's. He stayed at home. He's sleeping. It's his day off. What's your dog's name? Well, I've got two right now, and that's kind of why I'm here. Um, The first one, uh, the one that's about to retire, is Yari, and um, we just picked up a new canine. Is Yari the the dark-colored one? He is. Yes. Well, he's he's brown. He's the really big old one, Mm -hmm. if you've seen all three of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I remember when we went through Citizen's Arrest, he was the one that wasn't there. We had two dogs there, right? Yeah. And Yari was the one that didn't make it that particular time we were there. Sure, sure. Well, Yari's been uh, an awesome dog for the department. He, How many years has he worked for the RCPD? Since 2016. Okay. So, yeah, he's put in a lot of good work. Uh, I mean, if you just search Rapid City Police Department Yari, and it's spelled J-A-R-Y, uh, you'll find a ton of his uh, accomplishments from finding drugs to uh, apprehending bad guys. He's he's put in a lot of good work for the agency, and he, he's definitely earned a happy retirement. Yes. What would you say Yari's biggest accomplishment has been? I would say his biggest accomplishment over the course of his time, and I was, I was actually just going through some of his statistics last week because of his retirement and just kind of because I'm curious. Um, and I would say he has had... Um, in his time with the department, he has apprehended 22 violent criminals um, wow. that we did not have to chase down for one reason or another. Yari was able to apprehend them. That is so neat. So cool. And so, so who's Yari's replacement? So Yari's replacement is going to be a three-year-old Dutch shepherd, and he just got flown in from the Netherlands. Wow. We drove down to... Um, Arkansas to pick him up and uh, on our way back we got snowed in in Murdo with this brand new dog for two days in a van which was super exciting we all got to know each other very well and uh, but right now he he does not have a name yet wow okay you, so you're not officially a South Dakotan until you've been snowed in along I-90 yeah. no kidding <laughs> what a culture shock for the dog to go from from where the Netherlands. The Netherlands, the Netherlands yep. to Arkansas, <laughs> and then get snowed in in the middle of South Dakota. We're sorry. Yeah, with, with two guys that he has no idea who they are or yeah. what, what we're doing. He's just in a van with two guys for two days. <laughs> and you had wow. briefly mentioned how you're going to come up with a name off air. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to explain? So, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we got with uh, General Beetle Elementary School, and they've done it in the past, so we're kind of going to carry on the tradition. Um, we introduced the, uh, the new dog to the kids, and we asked each classroom to come up with a name and vote on a name. Um, and then each classroom is going to submit the top name that they voted for. And uh, once we get all those names collected, um, we'll sort through the names and we'll pick out a winner. That's really cool. 
I like that. One of the uh, not only are uh, our canines and the canine unit really good at uh, helping uh, our patrol division apprehend bad guys and sniff out drugs, but uh, they're one of uh, our greatest assets in terms of community relations too, because everybody loves dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that w- that was probably one of your guys' favorite nights at uh, Citizens Police Academy. Correct? Yes. No, it was no. It Driving was. the cars was way better. <laughs> I mean, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong, but come on, driving on that track—that's yeah. where it's. You at. know what a dream come true would be, Brandon, to drive those cars with the dogs in them. Yes. <laughs> how, how does Yari do in pursuits? That is a whole new experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you are a new handler and probably for the dog. Um, so, yes, there is there is times, you know, during pursuit driving um, that uh, you can kind of hear the dog back there and you just kind of hear a shkunk into one side oh, of the yeah. car and then, you know, you turn and he kind of goes into the other. But most, um, most of them, they get used to it. Um, you know, they know how to brace themselves just like, just like any person riding in the back seat would do. Um, Yari, he kind of lays out with his back against the kennel and just kind of splays his feet out and holds himself still. So it doesn't happen too often. Um, but with the new dog, he'll he'll get it figured out eventually. So, have you ever had a dog throw up in the back of your car because he got car sick? Not yet, thankfully, <laughs> not yet. There there has been some other handlers where. Um, um, like Fourth of July, you know, it uh, gets a little rowdy outside the cars, and they dogs get a little wound up, and um, you know they might get so wound up they make themselves a little sick. But uh, so far, thankfully, I I have not had that happen. Have you thrown up? I have not. <laughs> in, in fact, I don't know if you guys were there or not, um, but I'm actually uh, an Evoc instructor as well. So I got the two best gigs in the department, if you oh, ask me. Oh I get to play gosh. with dogs, and I get to teach people how to drive cars. It's yes. great. <laughs> well, if you ever need help, we, we're, we're in. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, she was cone queen. <laughs> I was. Nice, yes. And I'm pretty sure I hold the record. So. <laughs> I was cone queen, and I think I drove the fastest. Awesome. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so the retirement of Yari, is that, uh, are you going to be able to, to keep him, or are they going to, is he going to be able to retire somewhere else? Good question. So, so when the dogs retire, um, the handlers typically get the first choice, um, to continue to have the dog live with them into retirement. So, um, that is my plan as well. Um, so yes, Yari is going to, uh, live at home, stay at home with me and get to spend extra time on the couch um, and just kind of live out his retirement years. He's he's still healthy. Uh, he's obviously getting a little bit older, and, and that's why we're retiring him. But we're retiring him at a great time uh, where he's still healthy. He's still going to be able to uh, have a several years of, of retirement and just hanging out at the house. Yeah. So. Do, you, do you think it's going to be hard for him to adjust not leaving the house with you? I think it will. Um when we brought the new dog in, he was kind of like, hey, what's going on here, you know? Uh-huh. And and so it's it's kind of weird with two, like, active duty, I guess you could say, police dogs in the house um, taking turns um, because the new dog has so much energy. I have to take him out and run him before I go to work with Yari and when I get home from work. Um, so Yari kind of looks at me, you know, like Aww. first thing in the in the day before I start my shift with Yari, I take the new dog and I throw him in the patrol car and we go out to a field close to my house and, you know, we get a bunch of exercise out and he's just kind of standing there like, what, what are you doing? Oh, like, that's kind of sad. I'm, I'm supposed to be going there, you know, yeah. um, but I, I think he'll get used to it. So uh, he has, 
he has a lot of a love at home, you know, with the rest of the family. That's so good. he's not going to miss out. Good. It's good. Extra biscuits for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Brandon, maybe you can line out the process of uh, um, uh, acquiring a new dog and, and what you guys look for when you pick one. Sure. So the process um, over the years has kind of changed a little bit. Um, this time was the first time um, that we actually uh, selected a dog based off of videos that were sent over from Europe. Um, so typically, the person that, that we utilize down in Alabama, we uh, go down there and, and this person will have you know five or six dogs that she has handpicked from Europe, brought them over, and we will do you know different uh, testing with them just to uh, see if they're afraid of slippery floors, which a, a lot of dogs can be, you know, mm-hmm. um, different things like that. If they'll go into a dark room uh, by themselves, you know, so we'll do a lot of testing like that. Um, and this time around was different. Um, we actually had videos sent over to us from Europe, and um, we were able to see the dogs, basically kind of their drives and characteristics um, how energetic they were, how um, you know excited they were to go find the toy if it was thrown into a dark room, um, different different things like that that we're looking for. Um, so we were sent several videos, and then we actually selected this dog based off of those videos um, with with help from some of our partners at the Highway Patrol. And um, yeah, so that's that's how we selected this dog. That's crazy. So, and I suppose. Do, in the search, does it matter much the companionship? You know what I mean? Like, say, say in this, you selected that dog off the video, but what if you show up there and the dog's like, no, like you know what I mean? Like, almost like looking for, like going on a speed dating thing, and you, you know, with a with a girl or a mate. You know, what I mean? it's like right. you guys have to spend time together. The dog doesn't like you, and maybe you know what I mean. It's not there. Absolutely. The nice thing about seeing these videos of the dogs while they were still overseas. Um, was they were in their environment where they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So we got to see the dogs perform in an environment where they were comfortable, you know, where they've kind of been raised and trained. What their full um, potential is. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and that could very well happen um, when we go down and meet the dog for the first time. That dog could be like, eh, I don't really know you. I don't want to work for you. Yeah. Um, and that's where building a bond with the dog right off the bat um, is very, very important. And basically, since I've had the dog, that's all we've been doing, um, trying to build a bond. Wow. So playing with him, um, brushing is a great bond builder, mm-hmm. uh, just brushing the dog and um, all sorts of little things like that just to let the dog know that, hey, you and I, we're, we're a team. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to take care of me. And uh, it, it goes really well. How's it going so far? It's going great. Is it? This, this dog um, is extremely social, and uh, he just he loves people, and he loves attention from people, and uh, he, just, he just eats it up all day long. As much attention as you'll give him, he'll take. That's cool. Now, what's the uh, <clears throat> uh, process for training from here on out? So from here on out, um, Approximately around March 1st is typically when the first um, dog camp, is, is what we call it, will start. 
um, and they're six weeks. So all of the Rapid City Police Department dogs are dual purpose dogs, which means they are trained for drug detection and then patrol functions. Um, the drug detection uh, camp or school is six weeks long. And then after that, the patrol uh, school is another six weeks. So we're looking at 12 weeks total of training that'll take place in Sioux Falls. And um, once all that training is completed, uh, then we'll be certified, uh, tested and certified and ready to uh, hit the streets. I feel like I could spend hours talking about this dog. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, um, I mean, we do have some other some other topics we could get to that yeah, that are half related to the dog. We're, yeah. we're here mean, for you guys. I want I want to hear Brandon's story about him well, getting pepper sprayed. No, you know. So yeah, I wish I had my dog <laughs> with me. I uh, <laughs> this is actually a two parter. Okay? okay, so so the thing I'm going to share my story, but keep in mind what. My real question is to you guys, what should a citizen do, say, because we've got some of the best drivers in the world, sarcastically, in Rapid City. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, if you've got somebody who's just plain being, and I'm going to say an asshole on the road, like, cutting you off, tailing you, just kind of being honestly a threat to everybody's safety for, for whatever reason, what would you expect from a citizen? So I'm going to ask you that question let you dwell on it while I tell you my story. <laughs> okay. So I'm a okay. I live out, okay. I live out in Rapid Valley. I'm gonna make this a quicker story than it probably is. Um, but I, I live out in Rapid Valley, so I'm getting onto the interstate with my wife, and we're heading to Blackhawk. Okay, we're by Watiki, about to get onto the interstate. It's that dual turning lane that goes into one to get onto the interstate. Confusing to some, but really it shouldn't be. And uh, there was a gentleman to my, to my left that wouldn't let me in for us to kind of zipper mode or merge, you know. And I was like, that's fine. So I just accelerated and got in front of the car that was in front of him. It wasn't really that big a deal. No harm, no foul. Continued on on I-90 going west. Um, cruising along. I changed lanes into the left lane to go around a slow car. And uh, who comes up behind me but said pickup. And he's flipping me off. And I didn't cut him off or nothing. I, it's fine. I'm like, wow, this guy's got a real problem here. I don't know what. Do I have something written on the back of my car that I don't know about? Um <laughs> Then we get to, at this time, there was that construction in front of the mall still on the interstate there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get to that construction, everybody's got to merge over into the right lane. So I turn my blinker on and start merging over. He's not following me that closely. He'd kind of, I think, kind of let up or given up. I thought it was over, but he wasn't. I go to get into the right lane, and he, like, speeds up and gets right next to me trying to cut me off from getting over. And then essentially he starts driving on the shoulder of the road, right next to me and, and at first i was like well then hit me uh, whatever you know I, I don't know what this guy wants bring it and, on jerk you know and so but then i was like you know that the wife's in the car and stuff, so i slowed down and he got in front of me and i'm just like yeah, whatever i don't at this point i'm just like i'm not even that mad i'm not road raging at all i'm mm -hmm. just like i don't know what i did to this guy it's one thing if i you know provoked this and i've done that before i'm mm -hmm. not gonna sit here and pretend like i'm not perfect or something i've provoked uh, that kind of but i haven't today and i'm like i don't get it so anyways we get past the construction and opens back up and i go to leave and i'm just gonna let the guy go but this is where i made the mistake and i'm like no f this guy and so i went to follow him because i was honestly gonna say hey man 
I don't know what your problem is, but like, you don't know what other people are going through. You don't need to drive like that. Like that was kind of dangerous. You know, you should probably, and I'm thinking this might go down on a parking lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But as soon as we hit the exit by the Applebee's and the bookstore, I think is still there. Um, I've never gone to, but I, uh, (laughs) we hit that exit and he slams on his brakes and pull over. And I'm like, oh good, we can just get this out of the way right now. (laughs) And so I got out and started approaching the car. Now, I don't know if he couldn't see who was in the vehicle or what, but when I got out of the car, his demeanor changed. Because I'm a bigger guy. I'm not that big. But the beard is probably a lot more threatening than I am. (laughs) And uh, I get out, and I approach him, and he was like, hey, man, look, we were both in the fault. It's it's both of our faults. And that's, for some reason, with straw that broke the camel's back, and I got pissed. And so I, <laughs> I started chewing him out, and I'm like, you know, F you. You know, you did this. Well, you can't be driving like that. I mean, I got my wife. What if I had kids? What if blah, blah, blah. You don't know who's in that car. Why are you driving like that? Nobody did anything to you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, learn how to drive. And I, like, smacked him on the chest, and he grabbed some pepper spray and went to spray me, and I blocked it with my hand, and it went all over in his car. And then I sniffed it because I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh my god! And I, so I sniffed it, and I went pepper spray, you pussy! And I'm like, it's expired. And he took off. And so, anyways, I tell you all that because, like, what did we you? did we get a call about this at all? No, okay. nobody called okay. because I ain't no pussy. And so, <laughs> honestly, the pepper spray was expired. It had it did nothing. And so, but it was cute. He probably carried it around for a long time. But in a situation like that prior, say we're driving on the interstate, would you rather be a a citizen say, hey, look, man, this guy is driving ridiculous. Call the non-emergency number or obviously not take matters into your own hands like I did. But like what? What would you expect from a citizen? Well, I'll tell you, we're not going to advise people to do what you did. Uh, Let's get that out of the way first. Or use the P word. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I mean, what I would say is that uh, if you encounter somebody who's driving dangerously on the road or, you know, engaging in sort of aggressive driving tactics, call us on that non-emergency line. Uh, We'll be happy to try and catch up to the car, um, uh, get it it stopped or try to intervene. Uh, The most important thing is make, model, uh, license plate direction of travel where it's at um but on top of that what else would help you as a patrol officer in that situation i would say not to follow the car or get out (laughs) and attempt to discuss the situation Mm -hmm. with them Mm -hmm. um because you never know what they're thinking either they they may think that oh, this guy's coming up here to attack me when all you're thinking is, hey, I just want to tell this guy, like, hey, what's the deal, you know, and, mm-hmm. and address the situation. I would say leave the addressing of the situation to law enforcement. Um, also, and if we rewind all the way back to the very beginning, um, there's an easy way to avoid the entire situation. And when you're trying to merge over and someone is doing that whole, oh, this is a competition now and I want to win, you can't get in front of me deal, just slow down and get in behind them. I mean, like, okay, cool. Like, I'll just slow down (laughs) and get in behind you. But we're all in a rush half the time, you know, especially everyone in Rapid, it seems like. But, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've found. And people drive, so... 100% 100% different, obviously, um, around me when I'm in a patrol car versus when I'm in my regular 
car driving down yeah. the road and it, the, the difference is huge oh, like yeah. in the way that people drive you know uh, people always let me over when I turn on my blinker and try to merge and I'm like well maybe I should just drive my cop car all the time <laughs> this is super easy everybody's nice you know um, but yeah that would be my that would be my uh, yeah I, d- I definitely think I was completely in the wrong um, but <laughs> the, the, the other point I would bring up though is that this is this is uh, West River South Dakota too uh, the chances of somebody having pepper spray versus somebody having a firearm, mm-hmm. you got to take that into into account, too. Yeah. My wife said the same thing when I got back in the car. She goes, what did you do? You jerked back. Did he have a gun? I'm like, no, he's a pussy. He had pepper spray. <laughs> and honestly, she did. She put it right away when I sat down and I wasn't thinking it. She's like, you dumbass. He could have had a gun. I was like, whoa. Like that, yeah. that mm-hmm. could have been it over right. something so stupid, yeah. you know, like here I am th- in, in my mind, in my heart of hearts going, I just want to tell this guy like, Hey man, like you really shouldn't drive like that. Right. Like calmly. Mm. And then it escalated cause he's dumb. And then, so it's like, you know, that really could have went sideways quick. Yeah. And you guys could have got a call. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's becoming more of a of a common type of circumstance where we see people engage in road rage, and then it does turn into a pull over in a parking lot or pull over on the side of the road sort of confrontation that happens, and then a firearm does come into play, and yeah. so very very dangerous situation. So in that situation, and honestly, if, thinking back, what as a as a citizen, what would make you feel better? You want to get back at said person, right? You want to. Everybody wants to win. And the only way you're really going to win in this situation is if you get an officer involved. And then because that's the best satisfaction ever mm-hmm. when you watch somebody who's driving like an idiot get pulled over. Yeah. Or if you've ever been passing, you know, and you're like, this guy's obviously speeding. And then you see him get pulled over. You're like instant satisfaction. You're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that's probably the best way to handle it. So I, I look at it this way. Like I, I find myself in that situation time and time. Again, you know, somebody who drives aggressively here in in Rapid City, South Dakota, of all of all places. Uh, but sometimes you just got to give people grace. Uh, as unfortunate it is, as it is, and you know how in the moment it feels offensive to you, you know that person's probably having a bad day. Uh, just be thankful you're not having the bad day that that person is having, and yeah. just let it go. Honestly, it's not worth it. Yep, I agree, hundred percent. And and even as like. I, I related as because another situation happened similar the, a couple weeks later. My wife stabbed herself in the hand with a knife and was bleeding. She's native, so we live in the valley and had to get her to Susan. Mm-hmm. So we're going through town on Omaha, not going crazy, not in a huge hurry. She's not going to die, but it's like I'm trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And it was ridiculous about three or four different cars that were just purposely like cutting us off and not letting us through or we're speeding but not like crazy but we're Mm -hmm. just trying hey let me get through some traffic here let Mm -hmm. me go and they're purposely cutting us off and i'm like what and i didn't i was like i'm not gonna it's fine it is what it is Mm -hmm. you can't do anything about it but i'm like what is going on in this town hope they sleep better tonight yeah it's like oh my gosh it feels like it's getting a lot worse than i remember it or just maybe you know it it's like when you buy a red car, all of a sudden you're like, I've got the only red car. And then the next trip to work, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's 50 <laughs> red cars. Right. I get yeah. so irritated when I'm going the speed limit and somebody's, like, tailgating me because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's frustrating. And like I said, all you got to do is just take a minute, let it go, realize that you're probably having a better day than that person. Or at the very least, you're a better driver than that person or a safer driver. Yep. Yep. 
victorine the little small things. <laughs> Don't right. get pepper sprayed. But if, if they are if they are creating a legitimate safety hazard, give us a call. We want to we want to be able to address that. Cool. All right. So back in December, there was that threat at Rapid Valley Elementary School. Oh Do yes. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually in the building when it happened. Oh, were you? My son's Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, show that they were doing. So whatever happened with that? Um, I'm not sure where they're at on the investigation. They're still uh, investigating. Yeah. Um, I I think so. I, I I mean, the big thing is working to track down where the call came from, mm-hmm. um, and then try to figure out the circumstances from there. But uh, you know, I, I I think you probably got a front row seat to did, yeah. you know how seriously we take situations like that. You know, we we had pretty much every law enforcement officer in the area respond uh, to that area. We actually had a, a the captain of our patrol division was on his way to the school to attend uh, probably the same uh, performance, Christmas performance. Uh, so he was in the area um, so, and we got the Ellsworth uh, um, bomb squad yes. involved and uh, yeah, it was a big response and we had the school evacuated pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, that was and the first calmly. priority. Um, but yeah, I mean, thankfully it was a uh, ultimately a non-existent threat, but we got to take take it very seriously until we can figure that out yeah i appreciate how everybody came together mm-hmm. and yeah. handled it so yeah no it uh, uh it's a very unfortunate circumstance especially at an elementary know, school at an elementary school uh around the holidays but uh you know the the priority here is everybody's safety and making sure that nobody gets hurt and so yeah. we're, we're thankful we can we can have that conclusion to the whole ordeal do you ever you know investigate this for a certain amount of time and then you guys just kind of close it because you can't track it down or well so there's no there's no real playbook uh when it comes to uh you know these these large called in threats like that um but sometimes we can get our federal partners like the fbi involved and uh then when they catch the person it becomes a real (coughs) mess of trouble for them okay so well hopefully the person gets caught and hopefully honestly you find out that the person was had no bomb you know what I mean? Like yeah. no, no real. In, uh, it was just a threat. Yeah. Well, that, and, and that's why we called in the um, uh, it's called the Ellsworth Ordna- Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team. Uh, but they are equipped with uh, a, a purpose, or a, a dog with a purpose that we don't have. And that's the that's the explosive sniffing component of it. Cool. And so we're able to, uh, you know, work with them to uh, sniff out the entire school and make sure that there isn't any any sort of explosive device in there. And then once we clear that, then we can let people back in. That's, cool. That's really neat. And we had a question from the public. What has been the scariest part of being a police officer, like the most dangerous part of your job? that you've done so far i'll let brandon take this one because i'm not on the i'm not i'm not an officer i'm not out on the streets but uh brandon is yeah so um if you want to talk about the time when i was uh the most afraid uh when i was a police officer because if if any cop tells you i've never been afraid they're lying to your face because we are humans and we have emotions just like everybody else um, and yep, we get scared. The difference is um, we also have a job to do at the same time and we have to work through that. Um, so I can give you a perfect example of uh, when I was the most scared um, and that had to do with a very violent uh, person who was um, held up kind of in their, their apartment 
I'll try to keep the details vague enough. Um, <laughs> is this is this over on the south side? No. Okay. Nope, not on the south side. Okay. Um, so um, there was a very violent person with warrants that um, we were going after. So as the canine unit and the street crimes unit, uh, we primarily focus on taking violent offenders, guns and drugs off the street. Um, so... We had a very violent offender with some warrants um, holed up in his apartment. We got permission to go in and search the apartment for him. Um, Needless to say, we made contact with him. He was in a bedroom, and um, I was kind of standing in the doorway um, where I could see him. mm -hmm. And um, what happened was he stuck his hand behind the headboard of his bed, and just kept telling me that he had a gun, um, you know, and making all sorts of threats. So I had some other officers behind me, you know. Um, we were standing in the hallway, and this was going on, and his kids were in the house. Um, and I'm trying to tell him, like, hey, uh, your kids are in the house. This isn't worth it. We don't need to do this, you know. And he is just dead set on, we're going to shoot this out. As soon as my hand comes out from behind this headboard, we're going to shoot this out. And uh, so eventually he pulls his hand out from the headboard and uh, he throws a hammer, like a framing hammer at my face. And uh, I was able to dodge that barely. And it shattered a mirror right next to me in the hallway. Well, that mirror is actually what I was using so that I wasn't in his direct line of fire um, if he were to start shooting. So I was actually using that mirror that was on the wall to look into his room Right. And uh, so I'm kind of standing there. He jumps over, throws the hammer at my face, shatters the mirror that I was standing next to um, and then jumped out the window. So I've had guns pointed at me. We've had you know, we've dealt with people with guns and knives, all that sort of stuff. Um, But that one, um, just the way he was saying it, the look in his eye, all that stuff, like if if he would have had a gun behind that headboard, Um, I think it would have went really different. Um, Thankfully, it didn't. Um, But after he threw that hammer, he then jumped out the window and uh, took off running. We were able to apprehend him about a block away. So um, but that that would be the the uh, the one call. Yeah, that would be pretty terrifying. Yeah, that sounds scary. Um, The the one thing that uh, Brandon, you you mentioned it uh, at the start of your story, but, you know, that is the officers do have a job that they they are tasked with doing and they have uh, a certain uh, priority of of life in terms of the the decisions they make and the directions they run when they go to a a, a certain call and the public is pretty high on that list All yeah right. protecting the the lives and safety of the public uh over your own yep, okay. absolutely and we thank you for it yeah oh, thank, you. thank you so support. much uh, we always close out with a question for my son. Yeah. He wants to know what Santa brought you. Ooh. You want you want to start? <laughs> well, <laughs> my secret Santa brought me this shirt. So, uh it says Zero Bark 30 with a uh police patrol dog on it. Very cute. And uh Santa also knows that uh, I like my rock stars, and so brought me this uh Yeti rock star holder that I'm using right. for the first I, time I today. I want one of those. So, uh, you guys will get a kick out of this. Uh, I got uh, one of the best. I'm not even a coffee drinker, and I got one of the best uh, coffee mugs that I've ever seen in my life. I'm, I'm going to Puma. Pants. 
I'm in a Puma pants. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> so in terms of things that I opened on Christmas that just like had me rolling on the floor laughing, that was that was it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm not even a coffee drinker, but I uh, uh, I think I'm gonna start now. That's awesome. <laughs> just so I can carry that around. And when will we know the new dog's name? So we're going to announce it this Friday. This Friday, yeah, okay. We'll announce it on uh, social media. I think what we're going to do is we're going <clears> to <throat> um, identify the top three names that we've gotten from the different classrooms, and uh, we'll we'll have a winner, and then we'll have two runners-up, but each uh, each classroom that's either a winner or a runner-up will uh, get a free donut delivery courtesy of the, the Rapid City Police Department. Jeez, that's maybe so if wonderful. you guys need help, let me know with the donut delivery. <laughs> you know? sure. Yeah, sure. There, there, there's no uh, pulling off the top, though. Oh, well then, never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> these are for the kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm a kid. I'm trapped in this guy's body. Right. Have you All guys, right. Have you one last thing? Have you guys seen the movie Dog with Cheney Tatum? I have. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. That's all I got. That's <laughs> good. He's watched it twice. Oh, so. I, I have. I, I, no, actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, and thanks for coming in, Brandon. It was nice to meet you, yeah, and thank you. we hope to have you back sometime. Great, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Brandon, well, Brandon and Brendan. With the dog next time, otherwise yeah. just forget about it. Stay for in sure. The car. <laughs> Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Yeah, Affirmative.